Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. As said by Alice Morse Earl, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why it is called the present. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is the gift of now. And I'm Kysine Kelly. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are, for teens. Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. And today, we're going to read together The Gift of Now. So The Gift of Now is by Davis Lunsford from the book Be The Star You Are for Teens by Cynthia Bryan. David Lunsford was 17 when he wrote this chapter, and he believes in the character values espoused by the Be The Star You Are charity. And he loves water sports, golf, spending time with his family, playing bagpipes, and being involved in Boy Scouts and 4-H. So the gift of now, I received my jersey with delight. It was blue with angels printed in white letters. I wore it proudly during my first season in t-ball. That was the start of a seven-year stint in Little League Baseball. The following spring, I played t-ball again, but I found myself looking forward to the next season, when I would move up to machine pitch. In machine pitch, not only did the pitch move when someone hit it, those seven-year-old big kids could actually put their gloves in front of their faces before the ball got there. I had only begun to master that still, but after a year in machine pitch, I had perfected it. I couldn't wait on, couldn't wait to move on to kid pitch. Kid pitch presented more excitement, like learning to discern between balls and strikes and occasionally trying, trying to dodge a wild pitch. When I did get pegged, though, it wasn't so bad. It was the most reliable way for me to get on base, and my dad had thrown enough wild pitches in battling, batting practice that I was used to the pain. After my games, I get a Frito pie and a Coke and go over to the 11- and 12-year-old field to watch the older kids play. I'd gawk whenever one of them belted a ball over the 8-foot green monster. I was happy when I moved up to the 11- and 12-year-old division. But at that level, the green monster didn't look half as daunting as did the huge pony league field on which the oldest little leaguers played. In little league, no matter what level I was at, the next level was the one I anticipated. Beneath me, the little kids played. Above me, the older kids competed. Most people's thoughts follow that blueprint. Junior high students want to attend high school. High school students want to attend college. 15-year-olds want to drive. 16-year-olds want cars. We naturally anticipate the next level. 
However, when we reach it, we look again for what's next. Teenagers are especially prone to look ahead. Teenagers' lives change fast and colleges and careers approach rapidly. Focus on now. Now is the time you can control most. Enjoy where you are. You'll only be there for so long. It's fine to anticipate things approaching, but keep the present your focus. Keep a watchful eye on the future, but have fun, work hard, and grow morally in the present. A situation unparalleled in history confronts today's teenagers. In the past, adolescence was defined as a biological process, not a seven-year time span. Modern teenagers face adult-sized capabilities and child-sized cultural expectations. You can either validate those low expectations or you can exceed them. Because you probably don't have to care for a family or work full-time, you can explore opportunities that may never come again. You can pick the path you want to walk and start walking. Our culture presents teenagers with a time when they can decide what they want to do and who they want to be. Make these decisions count. Because it's the preparation of today that determines the success of tomorrow. It's natural to desire to move on to the next big thing, but right now only happens once. So put your effort into the present. Keep your eye on the ball, not on the next field. And then the author presents an exercise entitled Right Now. And this exercise is about living in the present. And it says, take five minutes every day and journal. Record what you think, feel, or do. Writing down your daily experiences will help you pause and appreciate them. Eventually, you'll have a record. You'll enjoy rereading. A journal, while keeping you focused on the present, will allow you to review the past and articulate your vision for the future. The preparation of today determines the success of tomorrow. I really like that. You know, I think we get so caught up in what's going to happen the next day or the next week or how we're going to prepare for the next year. You know, especially when we were in high school, uh, you know, you're a senior or you're a junior, you're about to take your ACTs or SATs, and you are freaking out over when <laughs> you're going to get that right score so you can get to college. And, um, you know, that was really especially difficult for me because I moved schools so often that my last school that I was at, I had moved there, literally no joke, two weeks before ACTs were, oh, were about to happen. And... I didn't know because our big state test for ACT was later at my old school. So I came in and I had like an entire month or so bumped out of my studying time. So that was a huge uh, uh, lesson in learning to be in the now and figuring out what's happening right now and how can I make the situation better, you know, um, I think that's a hard thing to do, especially for us teenagers, because we do have those expectations now. We do have those adult-like expectations of us, but we're still, um, we're still children, pretty much, when we're teens. And we still have that opportunity to have a childhood. And that's hard because we have so much on our plate at the moment. Definitely. And I think um, going along that same vein and going along that same idea that you express with your story... Um, as teenagers, I think a lot happens so quickly. You are always focused on the next day, you know, the next test, mm-hmm. the next um, big event in your life, whether it be like a sports game or maybe an mm-hmm. extracurricular activity or some small goal. And I think a lot of times you can look at this in a bad thing, but you, as, a, in a, as a bad thing, but you can also look at this as a positive thing. Because when I think back on my last four years in high school and I think about the things I've done, 
there's no way I could have looked at it from a big picture and thought that I was going to do everything that I ended up doing, whether uh, it was even like, obviously there's failures along the way, but um, I think being able to look back on the past is a super important thing because you don't really realize how many things you're accomplishing because you're so focused on what's next. So I think living in the present is also related to reflecting on the past. It is, you know, um, and when we talk about, you know, how he, in our story, uh, he was focusing on the next field that he was going to get to in Little League, and I remember being in Little League for softball, and I would always anticipate, you know, when am I going to be able to start pitching, or when am I going to be able to start hitting the ball on my own, or when am I going to be able to start catching (laughs) on first base, and, you know, the more I think about it, you know, the more I wish I was back there again because then I can really relish in the moment that, you know, I'm playing softball again as a little kid and it was just such a fun part of my childhood that I wish it had been longer. And, you know, it's it's like thinking in the past that, you know, you wish moments in the past had lasted longer than they did, but that just gives you more opportunity to have something awesome happen at this moment and uh, being able to create something for that moment and just having fun and you know not you can think about the past and you know that's a good thing to be able to live in those good memories again but if it's something negative you know it that's yeah not such a good idea you focus on what's going on right now and if it's a positive thing really enjoy that moment definitely and um I think that idea of choosing the positivity is something that is so easy to say and I think we all um agree on that sentiment but I think it's hard when you're trying to put it in practice. And so I definitely think reminding yeah. ourselves of the importance of it will help in the long run. Yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. You know, being in college, there's so many things that I have to do um, in, you know, the time span of one day, you know, a full, like it's not even a full day. It's, it's a matter of like 12 or so hours. And when you really think about that, you know, it seems so long. But when you go through a day, it seems so short. And I have all these things to do. I have so many things to focus on. You know, I have to worry, uh, you know, while I'm at work um, at my daycare that, I, that I'm at and working with the children, I am thinking about with being with these children and then at the same time thinking, oh, man, what do I have to do for school tonight? What do I have to do for school tomorrow, you know? I have like 20,000 things running through my head. (laughs) Having those awesome moments with those kids is something that I really need to focus on because I'm with these kids and I'm having a huge impact on their lives. And they have a huge impact on my life. So it's really a matter of being in the now, being in the moment, you know, focusing on those precious little moments that you have with anybody that that you're having company with and, you know, really focusing on those things. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that, um, like you said, uh, I think it all boils down to just narrowing your perspective when necessary and then also taking a bigger perspective of your life when necessary. And that is a super powerful um, and easily said notion, but once again, hard to implement. So reminding ourselves is super important. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's like a daily thing, really, to remind yourself, like, hey, step out of it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Being that moment, like right now, you know, it'll it'll benefit you in the long run instead of, you know, focusing on the past or or dwelling on the past on negative things or, you know, spending too much of your energy focusing on what's going to happen later when it hasn't happened yet. So don't focus on it right now. Focus on what's going on at the moment 
and then focus on what you need to do at that moment, whether it's something important that's going on, whether it's something bad is happening and you need to figure out a solution, or if it's just something good. And um, just really sitting in that moment and enjoying it. And I think that's just something that that needs to be reminded to us daily. You know, if we have to write that in a memo in a journal, definitely do it. If you have to set a reminder on your phone, do that. So that's just some things to think about. And I just want to say that this was an awesome and encouraging story and an awesome discussion, Kaisin. If you guys want to learn more about these stories and encouraging chapters like these, check out our award-winning book, Be the Star You Want for Teens, Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. And please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of now. I'm Kaisin Kelly. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. 
And I'm Kaisin. Today our show is all about the present. And in this segment, Asia and I will be talking with the spiritual healer named Jenny Manion, who found her passion in her own transformation in healing herself of several chronic diseases. She is a trained intuitive healer and conducts workshops and individual sessions to help others heal themselves and create the lives of their dreams. She lives in New York. Hello, Jenny. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. So your book is called A Short Path to Change. Um, So what does love have to do with change? Well, I feel self-love has a lot to do with change because we naturally resist change, even though change is inevitable in every aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. It's very uncomfortable for us to change. But when we love ourselves enough, we know that when we have that self-worth, we always want to change and evolve for the better. So it is really important to have that healthy self-love so we can change aspects of our life and continually grow and evolve. I think that really applies to, um, you know, when something bad happens to us or something in our lives doesn't go our way that we want it to, we kind of have a sense of failure and that kind of diminishes our self-love for ourselves. And I think once we uh, kind of get over that, we're okay with things going wrong and we're able to allow things to change. So I think that's something that a lot of people need to learn, you know, such as myself, because that's really difficult. Uh, it is really hard. And I mean, yeah. our um, we are our worst enemies. You know, yeah, I have are. clients from, you know, young children up until, you know, elderly people, senior citizens, and they all have the same issue. You know, we all have that. If we feel like we've said or done something that's a little wrong, we'll go on about it in our heads forever. But we never really give ourselves the pat on the back for all the beautiful yeah. things we do every day to help people. That is very true. I overanalyze every single little thing that happens yeah. in my life. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. I need to stop. So I'm really trying hard to really tap into my self-confidence and my self-love and really give myself the chance to say, you know, it's okay that things are going to change and it's okay that this isn't happening anymore and this aspect of your life is gone. Now it's time for something new to come in and see if that's any better. So one thing, uh, one thing that I really want to ask, and I'm pretty sure that this can apply to everybody, what are some easy ways to tap into self-love even though it feels like that's not very possible at the moment? Gratitude is a really good way to tap into self-love. Again, like I was just saying, you know, we can go on and harp on about like the tiniest little thing that we Mm -hmm. feel like we've done wrong, but we don't give ourselves that gratitude. So starting to think about, you know, ending every day, what did we do that was great that day? You know, maybe you comforted a friend that needed help or, you know, you smiled at someone in the grocery store and you saw them smile back, you know, or at school, you're extra nice to somebody. I mean, there can be so many little things that we do every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you helped a parent cook dinner or something like that. And we just never mm-hmm. give ourselves that credit. So really starting to give ourselves gratitude every day and also gratitude for the things that we love. Because uh, that's what makes us individuals. You know, if we love uh, creating, you know, artistically or dancing or writing, whatever mm-hmm. we do, giving ourselves a lot of credit for that. And that builds our self-confidence and self-love. Definitely. And I think just relating it back to our theme today, you talk a lot about reflecting on um, your past day in order to have like a healthy living in the now moment. And I think that um, power of self-expression and the power of self-reflection um, is really important 
in making sure that we, as we are living in the now, are living like a healthy and happy life and definitely uh, making sure that it's not, um, I think it's hard also to reflect on and give yourself credit because a lot of times I'm having a hard day and I'm kind of down on myself and I know I should be saying, well, hey, Kaisin, like you did this really well or feel better about that. Uh, but sometimes it feels very like egotistical. So what do you think is the importance of self-love and how is this different from being, like I said, sometimes how I feel being conceited or um, egotistical? Well, it is very different because someone that is actually egotistical or conceited, usually they have very um, low self-worth because they're almost like over-exaggerating that uh-huh. aspect of them. Yeah. Whereas if you come from like that, that, part of self-love you just kind of reflect that out to people that love that you feel uh and it's it's a very different feeling it's just you're confident in yourself there's that difference between confident and overconfident yeah so I feel like that's the difference and I think being you know of course being confident in yourself is completely fine and and that's awesome that you're confident in yourself uh But one thing that I do want to ask is, you know, we were talking about how um, you get over things that were in the past, you know, something that didn't go as planned, and you focus on what's going on right now to make your life better. So, you know, what can we do if, let's say, someone that you love has hurt you in the past, and you just really want to get over it, and you really want to focus on what's going on now, and possibly even repair that relationship with that person so it's a better present instead of focusing on the bad thing that's happened in the past. Or is it okay to not want to create that future with that person and really repair what's going on right now? I think there's a few things. I mean, obviously, we don't want to carry on relationships with people that are going to hurt us over and over again. Mm-hmm. But if it is someone that, you know, there are positive aspects to and... Yeah. You know, we all go through our times when, you know, maybe we didn't say the right thing or or do the right thing. But Mm -hmm. I I love that Deepak Chopra quote. We must realize everyone's doing the best they can from their own state of consciousness. So to start thinking about that and start recognizing that, you know, maybe people that are being extra angry are having people, you know, like that at home, talk to them that way. You know, really coming to that place of understanding Um, There's this little prayer that I love that I give to my clients. It's really short. It's four sentences. The name of it's much more complicated than the prayer. It's (laughs) called Ho'oponopono, but it's four sentences, and we can say it for ourselves to get self-love, to gather self-love, or we can say it for someone else. When we say it for ourselves, it's, it's the four sentences, I love you, is the first one, and it's like our third dimensional self saying it to our inner self or our soul. Mm. So I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for getting so caught up in this. I'm sorry for beating myself up all the time. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. And when we're saying it for someone else, it's really nice because we are saying it to basically their soul because like I said, the people that actually hurt people, usually are the people that need the most love because they've been Mm -hmm. hurt. So to get beyond that, you did this to me and say, you know, I love you. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I've been calling you a jerk for the last three months, you know, (laughs) Um, please forgive me. Thank you. You know, it really is such a simple prayer. It's the first thing I give to my clients because it switches the energy in a relationship and also switches the energy for your self-love really quickly. Uh, I I really like those four um, sayings you bring up. 
um, and uh, relating them about um, bringing tox- um, the toxicity out of relationships, I think, is very impactful and important. So mm-hmm. other than these um, four statements, um, how can you connect to others through love on a larger level and feel that connection? I think it's always good to look at the things that we have in common. Uh, Like I said before, everyone has that lack of self-love. You know, it it is really interesting to me that no matter what age of the person I talk to, we all struggle with that. I've been studying this stuff for 10 years. It's still something that comes up in my life, you know. So really understanding that we're all... We're all so similar. Instead of looking at all our differences, really embracing that we're similar. We're all on this path. We're all learning. We're all doing the best that we can. And really, when you connect with someone, kind of seeing what you do have in common with that person. What do you share? You know, instead of concentrating on all the differences and the things that might separate you, concentrate on the things that connect you. I feel every single person has a gift that I can learn from, and I try to approach every single person like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that goes into saying, you know, how do you how do you realize that your connection with that person has gone to a deeper level, whether that's love or just a deeper sort of friendship? I think you will you'll feel it inside. You'll know you could ask yourself how that person makes you feel. Mm-hmm. You can see how if that's a reflection of you too, if it makes you feel like you want to be your best self. You know, that's a person that's really positive to have around you. Uh, If you get the butterflies, it's probably gone to more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in your book, you talk about uh, chakras in your book, and there are seven of them, right? Yes. Okay. So can you briefly explain them and tell us about the fourth chakra, which is actually affiliated with love? Yeah, the chakras are energy centers, and actually Eastern medicine is based on them. Western medicine doesn't consider them in their medical model, but if you go to Mm -hmm. acupuncture and a lot of the Eastern uh, medical systems, they're based on them. They run up your spine. Uh, They're the colors of the rainbow, so they're kind of easy to memorize. You know, Roy G. Biv up the spine. First one is the root at the base of your spine, and it's red, and it's about your core beliefs from your family, uh, what you came in with. And if they're out of balance, you could have trouble walking or be depressed because you're not comfortable on this planet. The second one is the sacral chakra, which is orange, and it's really about um, it's about you being comfortable, being male or female. Uh, it's about your intimate relationships. It's about your relationship with your father and mother and how you create. And if, th- if that's out of balance, it can cause um, issues like infertility. Uh, third chakra is your power center, kind of the fire in your belly, and that's... Mm. how you feel about power and some people if they don't feel powerful will feel like they have to control other people or they can feel like a victim and the fourth chakra is right in the middle of your heart and it's green and it's all about love but love on all levels self-love as well so it begins with self-love because when we love ourselves enough we want the best for ourselves we know we deserve the best for ourselves if we feel very if we don't feel that self-love we can attract unhealthy relationships to us because we don't believe we're enough we don't believe Mm -hmm. we deserve it so it is really important to have that balanced heart chakra it's very true you know that that i feel like you know even though you have the root chakra which is our foundation it's sort of like 
the heart chakra is really the center of all of it because if you can't feel that self-love yeah. by yourself, how else is all of the other stuff about you going to be balanced? Right. And it is the center chakra, like the seventh, sixth, and fifth that I didn't talk about. The crown is the seventh where it's our connection to everybody at the top of our head. Mm-hmm. The sixth is the third eye, our intuition. And the fifth is the throat and how we express ourselves in our truth. And the fifth, sixth, and seventh are more our spiritual connection, where our first, second, and third are more our earthly connection. The fourth is mm-hmm. all of that combined. It's really yeah. like our our best self, our whole self. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. And unfortunately, we're out of time, but we will definitely talk more with you in the next segment. If you guys want to learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMannion.com. It's Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, Mannion, M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. Support our show in these amazing segments by giving a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And for more info on how to do this, go to www.bethestarur.org. We've also just built a new website, so please check it out and follow our blog. Again, the website is www.bethestarur.org. Also remember to visit our new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. When we come back from break, we will talk more with our wonderful guests, Jenny Mannion. So don't go anywhere. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. 
For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of now. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Kaisine Kelly. We've had a great discussion so far about change and how to live in the present and love. And we're going to talk more with Jennifer in this segment. Her book, A Short Path to Change, offers tools and exercises to help you release patterns and behaviors, navigate challenges, and to bring you to the present moment to maximize positive results. Whether your goal is to increase positive energy, experience good health, or improve your quality of life and happiness, A Short Path to Change offers support and encouragement every step of the way. Thank you so much for staying with us, Jenny. So before the break, so much. Uh, you were talking about the chakras and mm-hmm. um, about love and um, all the different, the seven different kinds. And so relating that back to our theme today of the power of now and living in the present moment, how can you relate these seven chakras to um, the importance of living in the now? Well, I love the chakras because they are our inner diagnostic system. So if something is awry, it it (laughs) is really good to kind of connect with them and to ask yourself kind of what, for example, you know, when I I don't really get sick anymore since healing myself, but when I do, I I go to the chakras as, okay, what's going on? And, (laughs) you know, recently I got a sore throat and I realized that there were things I wasn't expressing to people in my life. So it's really good to to just check in with your body and understand what's going on uh, with you emotionally, physically, if things are in balance. Uh, and there are so many ways to bring the chakras into balance. There are foods you can eat. There are affirmations for each one. Uh, and, yeah, just so many exercises. Uh, in my book, I offer, like, a meditation to connect with each one. That's so That's oh, That's awesome. I love how... Um, it's kind of an all-inclusive healing method where it's not just about, say, your physical state, but also your mental state, because I think that in today's society, it's very easy to neglect um, that side of ourselves, but it is so important. So you talked briefly, um, or you mentioned at the end of that, about your exercises. Can you lead us through a short exercise on self-love? I would love that. Okay, so I'll ask uh, you and your listeners to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to just kind of become aware of your breath. Breathe in and hold it for a little bit and breathe out. Breathe in and hold it and breathe out. And now before we begin this exercise, I want you to think of two things. I want you to think of someone that you really love in your life that's always there for you, someone that really makes you happy when you see them. And then I also want you to think about something that you beat yourself up about. So something you give yourself a hard time about. Maybe you procrastinate or uh, you're, you're late a lot or you get angry. Whatever it is, I want you to think about those two things as we begin. Again, let's take a few deep breaths in and hold it and out. In and hold it and out. I want you to imagine the loved one who you picked, and I want you to feel what it's like when you're around them and when you're speaking with them. I want you to engage your senses and truly feel that that person is with you. Feel the love that you feel for each other and see them in your mind's eye. 
if they bring a certain scent to memory, engage that as well. The more you can feel them with you, the better. Now imagine that that loved one is approaching you about the same issue that you chose, the one that you find challenging. Your loved one is coming to you for your love and advice about the same issue that they now have as their own. Picture yourself giving your loved one advice from your heart. When we truly love someone, we are able to be non-judgmental. We know their challenge is not as bad as it seems, and we're able to comfort them and show them love and support. Now I'd like you to apply this advice to your situation. It can help you rise above the challenge and put your challenging issue into a more manageable perspective. Feel the love that the loved one gives you for your advice and for you being there for them. You always have the ability to give that same love and gratitude to yourself. Give yourself gratitude for taking this time to connect with the unconditional love that you have for yourself. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Wow. That was a very powerful and I think important. That was was very moving. Yeah, it, it gave us a lot of insight, I guess, on, you know, we give all this advice and insight to people who are around us, but I think it's kind of hard for us to apply that kind of advice to ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and you saw how quick that was. What was that, a minute or two? You know, like we could yeah. do this in a really short period of time. That's very true. You know, And I, I think that goes along with, um, you know, how we're talking about self-love. That goes in having self-love for ourselves first before we can love others because how do we know their value before we know our value absolutely and I think again it relates to what you said in the last segment when you first started talking about self-love and you said um, that you can't help others before um, you help yourself first and I think that Mm -hmm. um, it again relates to that idea of not being selfish because when you yourself have a healthy image, then you can therefore help others in the best way possible. And I think that is a very powerful and um, important message. Yeah, there's that quote, how can you give water if your glass is empty? You know, so <laughs> yeah. there's so many times that we just can give unconditionally, give, give, give. But are we, are we filling it? Are we giving ourselves gratitude? Are we giving ourselves love? When mm-hmm. we do that, we can actually give better to other people because we're filled with it. And um, I did want to ask a question because this is a very hard topic to kind of discuss with yourself. Uh, it's not as hard to discuss with others because you're giving your expressions and your feelings to somebody else instead of expressing them to yourself. How? What is a good way to get over a love that is now lost, that it's gone and you know it's probably not ever going to come back? How do you get over something like that and how can you accept and move on from something like that? I think the first thing, again, you go back to gratitude. You know, why, what did you learn from the situation? What did that person bring to you? Mm -hmm. And also use it to think about what 
you want in the future. You know, uh, it's you're going to have many loves. You know, it's not, <laughs> yeah. not the not the last one. Yeah. You know, just think about think about the things that you want. Get excited for that next person. You know, maybe. You know, once a person, once the breakup happens, there can be that trauma in the beginning where we kind of idolize the person and think about only the good. But, you know, take some time and think about the whole relationship. There were reasons that it ended. Yeah. So, you know, from that, you can start thinking about what you want in your next relationship and start getting excited about mm-hmm. that, being in the present moment, grateful for all you've learned. And then also setting those intentions for the future instead of whenever we keep ourselves in the past it it does keep us there, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't allow us to grow and change. Uh, it keeps us feeling almost like a victim, because we're in the past, and we're not allowing ourselves to move forward. So it's, it's natural to grieve a relationship. I'm not saying to rush yourself through that process, definitely go through that grieving process, but also understand that there were reasons it ended, being grateful for all you've learned, and yeah, just turning that to the future. What do I want to create next? I really love the answer that you gave because you did talk about being in the now and being present, you know, not being stuck in the past because of something that had happened that just wasn't pleasant at all. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely not pleasant to lose a relationship if it's a friendship or if it's an intimate relationship. But, you know, I really loved how you gave that answer. Don't stay in the past anymore. Really learn from that and be present in the now so that you can prepare for the future. I really like that. Thank you. And, um, you know, especially with the exercise that you led us through with the self-love, uh, you were talking about, we were talking about chakras earlier, and there was a third chakra, which was the solar plexus chakra, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And that had to do with our self-worth and esteem, right? Yes. In it's general. Hard. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah whether we feel like we need to control other people or a victim or we're just happy with ourselves. You know, we feel powerful. We feel able to move forward with our life. And we're in, that's an imbalance and not out of balance. And I feel that is a great example of uh, being in the now is being connected to ourselves, really. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Taking that time, taking the quiet time. Now there are so many distractions. Yeah. Even think (laughs) about really being present, you know, and not having 20 electronics in front of me going at the same time. You know, but two hours later and what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, Yeah. I can't even imagine. But yeah, just taking that time, you know, being present, being out in nature, being present and setting some intentions too about, you know, that's really beautiful about being in the now too. What do we want to create? You know, what do we want our life to look at? Mm-hmm. Like so many times we don't even start even think about that. We just say things like, oh, well, I want to be happy. Well, what does that look like? You know, what, yeah. you know, I mean, you start by being happy now, appreciating what's what you have right now, showing that gratitude and then also thinking, oh, well, it'd be awesome if this happened too, you know, and getting excited about it. And then you're putting that energy out into the universe and you're creating that pull towards you and it's pretty amazing when you start to do that and set your intentions how powerful you do begin to feel because you do draw things to you definitely mm-hmm. well thank you so much for this awesome conversation today jenny you can get her book and visit her website once again at jennymanian.com during the break be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org which stands for be the star you are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. 
And don't forget to check out our newly refurbished website. We think you'll love it. When you come back, our Lion Wars reporter Katie Lyons will be with us. So stay with us for more empowerment and entertainment. I'm Asia Gonzalez. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Asia, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of now. I'm Tysine Kelly. For this segment, we have Katie Chu with her segment, Aim to Shoot. Hi, Katie. Hi. I'm Katie, the reporter for Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers. And today, I'm going to be telling you guys all about the career of software analysts, since today's topic is the gift of now. While the past and future are really, really important, the present is just as crucial. What we do now can do so much for us in the future. Careers and jobs may seem far away in the future for most of us students, but in reality, they actually are. But we still have so much time, but in this time, it's important to educate yourself, to ask questions, to get advice, to explore. Nearly all schools have counselors who, especially in high school, can help guide you. You can ask them questions about possible careers, colleges, or what classes to take. You can also seek the help of counselors outside of school, who can even help you choose colleges and write applications. 
In addition, there are various fairs for careers and colleges available each year. All these you can do now or a little later. It's up to you. But they can definitely help you in the future. For example, by listening to Express Yourself right now, you can learn all about art, careers, politics, sports, something that may be relevant to your future career. Right now, some of the most popular careers are marketing, business, and software analysis. While researching, I discovered that among the top 10 popular careers, software analysts are constants. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the job prospect of software analysts is very positive, as there is a 25% growth expected from 2012 to 2022, and jobs in the computer systems design industry are expected to increase at nearly twice that rate. The benefit of studying to become a software analyst analyst is that you can work in various industries. So what does a software analyst exactly do? While the name may seem to be the obvious answer, there is much more to this career. They perform complex analysis, designing, modifying, and programming all software systems and applications to meet business requirements. They also resolve complex issues regarding business objectives. In addition, they must coordinate with other software professionals in installing and analyzing applications and train users. Furthermore, software analysts develop and implement testing procedures, programming, and documentation to enhance the performance of existing systems and update programs as needed. Thus, they have to be both proficient in developing computer programming interfaces and interfacing with people. In general words, a software analyst works to develop solutions and determine and apply requirements for applications that fit a company's needs. Clearly, software analysts are paramount to the stability and efficiency of businesses. It's not surprising that it's among the top 10 most popular careers today and expected to rise in the future. It's so crazy that all of these technological jobs are coming into play and they're becoming more and more popular And it's insane to see that there are actually people out there who know how to do all this crazy stuff with computers and graphics and software and, you know, like coding and all that stuff. It's crazy. Um, But what are some alternative careers that you can do? Well, like I said before, studying software has various opportunities. It can be applied to very different businesses and companies since it's Mm -hmm. paramount in businesses and it can include computer programming or engineering. Definitely. Um, it's funny that you guys are talking about computer science because actually um, what I'm hoping to study in college, and it's awesome that these fields are growing and also that the awareness of these fields are growing and the idea that there is more than just um, one kind of software analyst, um, but instead it's something that impacts many fields mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Um, another question, while there are several advantages to being a software analyst, like you said, the growing field, what are some disadvantages? Well, since it's such an important part of business, it often involves long hours. It's, it's, gro- it's a growing field and it has several needs and requirements as a job. And software analyst- analysts also need to remain updated on recent ad- Advancements. So continuing education may be a requirement in some cases. Yeah, I mean, like technology is always growing. So software is always changing. So that makes a lot of sense that you're going to have to always be updated with you know, the latest version or just any different education that may come in play. You know, they could be they could discover something new or discover 
a different software that needs to be developed or something like that. So that sounds really complicated. And there, that seems like a crazy job. So what are the quali- qualifications that employers often look for to become a software analyst? Other than college and a bachelor degree, they also look for project management skills, ability to analyze complex data, problem-solving skills, attention detail, and the ability to work on a team since software analysts do all kinds of analyzing and mm-hmm. working with problems in a business. And some employers may look for general software de- development and project management skills or expertise in a particular in- industry depending on where you're going. That's so cool. Um, and you talked a lot about how the field is growing, but why has a career of software um, analysts become so popular in the fa- past few years? Well, like you guys mentioned, comp- computer software is constantly growing complicated each year, and business interaction is growing just as complicated. So the expansion of the engineering and computer science fields probably caused the career software analyst to become so popular. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like such a complicated job, so there must be a pretty good salary. So what is the average annual salary for a software analyst? As of May 2014, the average salary for a software analyst was over 87000 and the more successful software analysts can earn over 100000 as well. Well, I think I know what I need to do for a career now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's crazy how much these people are getting paid um, but I think again a, a lot of careers fluctuate I saw a really interesting mm-hmm. article Forbes um, the other week about how um, like the finance industry and Wall Street was like the it was like the 80s equivalent of computer science today and so I think just at the end of the day all these careers are so amazing and it's awesome that we have so many opportunity mm-hmm. uh, well thanks Katie for this very inspirational and insightful segment focusing on the gift of now We've learned a lot, and we are so delighted you are on our team. Keep up the great work. Sadly, we have no more time. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryant, Be the Star You Were, and our Voice America Kids Career Special Air Engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Kaisin Kelly. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to beautysya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be present, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.